Today, we celebrate the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, who was so perfectly conformed to Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, by living the Holy Gospels, especially embracing humility and poverty and living a joyful charity. We also celebrate the fact that Brother Julian Mary, servant and apostle of the Blessed Sacrament, and Brother Maximilian Maria, defender of charity, are going to make their perpetual profession today in the nights of the Holy Eucharist. The instructions for the homily state that the homilist is to develop the scriptural readings and the theme of religious profession as God's gift and call for the sanctification of those chosen and for the good of the church and the whole human family. So please pray through Our Lady that the Holy Spirit anoint me to be able to fulfill that demand, that will of God. And so, the scriptural readings. The first reading essentially addressed the fact that St. Francis these brothers that will be making their perpetual profession. And in fact, all of us are called to rebuild the church. Now we're all very familiar with St. Francis encounter with our Lord through the cross at the church of St. Damiano when he heard three times rebuild my church. All of us as members of the church need to embrace this call of our Lord. Remember that we are living stones built into the temple that is the Holy Church. Jesus Christ is the capstone. So first we begin with ourselves. I will note that St. Francis, the patron of this community, was a man of violence. Many may be shocked, a man of violence, but we pray, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. And we have the whole canticle of creation. How could, could St. Francis be a man of violence? He did violence to himself. You see, essentially, he believed the word of God. He believed that God was speaking to him and he encountered Jesus in the gospels. And Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. We must do violence to ourselves. Deny ourselves. St. Francis, there's the famous story of when he had temptations of the flesh, throwing himself 
upon the bush with thorns and even in the snow and did so many penances that he did violence to himself on a fleshly level, but so much fasting, so much prayer. We need to do violence to ourselves to really be conformed to Christ. Then in the second reading, we heard about the call to glory in the cross of Christ. The cross is the wisdom of God and the power of God. It is where we realize our potential as human beings, where we're actualizing our potential, lifted up on the cross into our Lord, whom we're baptized into, remembering our ladies at the foot of the cross. And we are to make an offering of ourselves to God with a totality of the offering of ourselves. And that's essentially what the religious life is. It's a call to be perfectly conformed to Christ by giving the total gift of oneself, living the gospel values in a special way, embracing what's known as the evangelical counsels of chastity, poverty, and obedience in the manner of Jesus Christ. But ultimately, that's to be perfected in charity. And there's no greater love than to lay down your life for one's friends. And Jesus calls us friends. Jesus went to the cross to show us what real love is. And he rose to give us a new life to be able to continue to manifest that love in this world. The gospel basically is how the revelation of God, his truth and his love comes to those who are little, who make themselves as children, not learned and wise in the ways of the world, but humble and poor and open to what the Holy Spirit directs them to embrace. And no one can come to the Father unless they know Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen. No one can come to the Son unless the Father draw him. And Jesus rejoices in this, that the Father has revealed this truth and this wisdom to the little ones. And then the gospel goes on and says, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Come to me, you who are labored and wearied and have heavy burdens. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light because you're yoked with Jesus, you're united with Jesus. St. Francis, that you know, he really believed this. It will transform our lives if we really believe the word of God. The original rule of St. Francis was basically taken from seven gospel passages. That's the rule of life. And St. Francis, you know, presented that to Rome and there had to be a big discussion, you know, can someone live this? 
and they reflected and they realized, well, we have to say yes. And it's true. True. We need God's grace, but living the gospels is possible with grace. And so brothers, you're called to be conformed to Christ, sanctified by the Holy Spirit, essentially living the word of God. Now, Sanctification is a journey. St. Francis had three basic phases of his life after his adventurous youth, we'll call it. (laughs) Okay. But we won't go into his adventurous youth. We'll go into the first phase of his life, the year 1204 to 1209, after he had heard the Lord speak to him, actually right in that period is when the Lord spoke to him from the cross in 1206 at San Damiano. But from 1204 to 1209, basically St. Francis wore the garb of a penitent At the heart of much of what you're called to live and what St. Francis represents to the church is being a penitent. We talked during this retreat about making reparation, how Our Lady of Fatima asked us basically to have adoration, live a life of adoration, right? Be converted and make reparation, repair for the damage done by mankind in breaking the relationship with God and in harming each other because sin affects us all negatively. And so St. Francis lived basically a secluded life. And as I said, during that first phase, the Lord spoke three times from the crucifix saying, repair my church. Immediately he started picking up stones, thinking that he was supposed to repair the church physically. And he was even begging stones to to rebuild a couple other churches, including one church dedicated to St. Peter, the first Holy Father. And then at the Portioncola, dedicated to Our Lady and Our Lady of the Angels, he started to rebuild that church. But it was at the Portioncola where Our Lady, when, when he really made a deeper consecration to her, He came to understand what the real call was to repair my church. To live the gospels. Get back to gospel values. And right now, that's where we are. Another period of time. You know, there's actually a saying. Ecclesia semper reformanda. The church is always in need of reformation. But in this day and age, in a special way, We need the church to be rebuilt. As the church goes, so goes the world. And brothers, you have an important part in that. You are committing your life to this way of life of the most. Holy Father, St. Francis, and the way of life of the Knights of the Holy Eucharist. There's four aspects to your way of life that will renew the church. Your life is Eucharistic. Your life is to be spent in adoration, making reparation, 
being engaged in deep prayer and encouraging others to respect and revere our Lord in the most holy Eucharist, his real presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity really truly and substantially present. The second aspect of the community is it's Marian. You are to live your total consecration to Jesus through Mary and encouraging other people to do the same. That will also help rebuild the church. This whole conference was on our Eucharistic Lord and Our Lady answers for our times. That's your community that you are committing your life to perpetually now, perpetually. No turning back. No one can put their hand to the plow and look back. This is your life. Now and forever. Eucharistic, Marian, ecclesial, following the church, loving the church, following St. Francis' admonitions to have a great love and respect for the priesthood and for the leadership of the church and offering assistance and continued prayers and forth to live the Franciscan way of life, living according to the genuine Franciscan spirit. And so these things are so important to rebuild the church. Your mission is very important. Even though most of it will be hidden and you'll be doing great things by doing little things with great love. In the second period of St. Francis' life from the year 1209 to 1224, the longest segment of his religious life, St. Francis really became apostolic. You see, when he came to the Porti Uncola and he eventually had a total of eight brothers, <laughs> he believed in the gospel so deeply, he knew the Lord sent out the apostles two by two. So he had eight, so he sent two north, two east, two south, and two west to go convert the whole world. <laughs> Do we have that kind of faith now? I think we have more than eight here. And we have you two making perpetual vows. So I don't know which direction you'll be sent in, north, south, east, or west. But no matter what, always look up so you know which way is forward. And so Francis had a great missionary spirit full of zeal. He wanted to convert the whole world. He wanted the whole world to know Jesus Christ. He has the famous encounter with the Sultan, the Muslim, and actually, uh, you know, pretty much could have even brought peace to an area of conflict, but uh, some other people had different ideas. But we do what we can do. And the third phase of Francis' life from 1224 to 1226 is that period where he received the stigmata that showed his interior life, the cross, where he received, he's the first known to receive the stigmata, the wounds of Christ in his very flesh, in his hands, his feet, and his side. But we must remember that during this period of his life, he was almost blind because of his severe fasting and the violence he did to himself. And he was suffering from various physical afflictions. You know, that's going to be the course of most of our lives. At the end of our lives, hopefully, we will become more and more conformed to Christ. And we realize that the cross is the place 
where suffering is transformed by love to become redemptive suffering. Redemption is bought at a great price. The blood, sweat, and tears of the God-man and the compassion and the sorrows of Our Lady, Our Lady of Sorrows at the foot of the cross. We need to rebuild the church by embracing the suffering that's sent to us, but to do it with love and offer it to be united with Christ as Francis did. So Francis, St. Francis received the stigmata September 14th in the year 1224 on Mount Alverno. He was wounded with love. And that's where he composed his famous canticle to the sun. You see, everybody thinks Francis just ran through the flowers singing to the birds and, you know, brother sun and sister moon. And they don't realize he composed this in the last couple of years of his life after much fasting, much violence to himself, almost blind. A life conformed to Christ with radical poverty, humility, all with joyful charity, many sacrifices. Then he was free to be able to understand the fullness of God's beautiful plan, especially the wisdom and the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. St. Francis died at the age of 45, canonized shortly thereafter. This is your call, brothers. This is actually, though, all of our call. We may not have specifically the Franciscan spirituality, but all of us are supposed to have the gospel spirituality. And so all of our lives, God willing, will be Eucharistic, Marian, ecclesial, and based in gospel values. And in this way, the church will be rebuilt. May you, Brother Julian Mary, servant and apostle of the Blessed Sacrament, what a name, and Brother Maximilian Maria, Defender of Charity, what a name. This is a name that God gives you. When he gives you a name, he gives you his mission. May you be faithful under Our Lady's mantle to live the Eucharistic life and help rebuild the church. Amen. My dear brothers, although you have already been consecrated to the Lord and have died to sin through baptism, are you now resolved to consecrate yourself more closely to God by the bond of perpetual profession in the seraphic family? I am. Are you resolved with the help of God's grace to embrace the same life of perfect chastity, obedience, and poverty with St. Francis, following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, 
and the Blessed Virgin Mary chose for himself and his brothers and to persevere in it forever. Are you resolved to strive constantly and steadfastly for the perfection of love for God and neighbor by fulfilling perfectly the precepts and counsels of the gospel and of the rule? Are you resolved with the help of the gift of the Holy Spirit to spend your whole life generously in the love of your brothers and in service of the people of God for the sake of Jesus who came not to be served but to serve? Are you resolved to serve the Lord in poverty and humility as a stranger and pilgrim in this world and to be subject to his church as the seraphic father was submissive and enjoyed the same upon enjoined the same upon his followers? Are you resolved with the help of God to embrace and love that poverty which the seraphic father loved most dearly and enjoined upon his followers? May God, who has begun this good work in you, bring it to fulfillment before the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. My dear brothers, let us pray to God, the Almighty Father, that through the intercession of the saints of the seraphic order and all the saints, he may in his love bless with his grace these, our brothers, whom he called to the perfect following of Christ and with loving kindness strengthened them in their holy purpose. Okay, you take, I'll take this. You take this. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. God, our Father in heaven, have mercy on us. Mother of God, pray for us. Holy Virgin of Virgins, pray for us. Our Lady of the Angels, pray for us. Saint Michael, pray for us. Saint Gabriel, pray for us. Saint Raphael, pray for us. All you holy angels and archangels, pray for us. 
Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint John the Baptist, pray for us. Saints Joachim and Anne, pray for us. All you holy patriarchs and prophets, pray for us. Saint Peter, pray for us. Saint Paul, pray for us. Saint Andrew, pray for us. Saint James, Saint Philip, Saint Bartholomew, Saint Matthew, Saint Simon, Saint Thaddeus. Saint Matthias, Saint Barnabas, Saint Luke, Saint Mark, all you holy apostles and evangelists, all you disciples of the Lord. All you holy innocents, Saint Stephen, Saint Lawrence, Saints Cosmos and Damian, Saint Bernard and Companions, Saint Fidelis. Saint Maximilian Colby, all you holy martyrs, Saint Sylvester, Saint Gregory, Saint Ambrose, Saint Augustine, Saint Jerome. Saint Martin, Saint Athanasius, Saint Anthony of Padua, Saint Thomas Aquinas, Saint Bonaventure, Saint Catherine of Siena. Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint John of the Cross, Saint Lawrence of Brindisi, Saint Therese of Lisieux, all you bishops and confessors, all you holy doctors. Saint Anthony, Saint Benedict, Saint Dominic, our Holy Father Saint Francis, Saint Louis King of France, 
Saint Bernardine of Siena, Saint John Bosco, Saint Dominic Savio, Saint Thomas More, Saint Francis Xavier, Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Saint Peter Julian Amard, Saint Peter of Alcantara, Saint Pascal Baylon, Saint Joseph of Cupertino, Saint Louis Marie de Montfort, Saint Leonard of Port Maurice. Saint John Vianney, Saint Catherine of Parsam, Saint Leopold Mondic, Saint Pio Pietrocina, all you holy priests and Levites, all you holy monks and hermits. Saint Mary Magdalene, Saint Agatha, Saint Lucy, Saint Agnes, Saint Cecilia, Saint Anastasia. Holy Mother Saint Clare, Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, Saint Margaret of Cortona, Saint Joan of Arc, Saint Colette, Saint Margaret Mary Alacoque. Saint Faustina Kowalska, all you holy virgins and widows, all you holy saints of the Franciscan Order, all you holy saints of God, Lord, be merciful. Lord, deliver us, we pray, from all evil. Lord, deliver us, we pray, from every sin. Lord, deliver us, we pray, from everlasting death. By your incarnation, By your death and resurrection, by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, increase the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your servant Pope Francis and in all bishops of your Church. Lord, we ask you hear our prayer. 
make the life and labor of all religious communities, promote the good of the human family. Lord, we ask you hear our prayer. Make every religious family throughout the world faithful to its witness, and so enrich your holy church. Bless the parents of these your servants with the blessings from heaven for all their sacrifices. Make these servants more and more like Christ, the firstborn of many brothers. Bless these brothers, your servants. Make them holy and consecrated to your service. May they be strong in temptation. Lord, we ask you here. May they be poor and humble of heart. May they follow Christ faithfully in poverty, chastity, and obedience. Jesus, Son of the living God, Christ, hear us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. to do for your sake what they know to be your will, and ever to will what is pleasing to you, so that purified and enlightened interiorly and enkindled by the fire of the Holy Spirit, they may be able to follow till death in the footsteps of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and by your grace alone come to you, Most High, who live and reign in perfect trinity and simple unity, and dwell in glory, almighty God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us rise. In the name of the Father, 
Now that you have professed your vows before Almighty God, if you observe them, I promise you life everlasting. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now that you have professed your vows before Almighty God, 
If you observe them, I promise you everlasting life in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, source of all holiness, creator of the human race, your love for us was so great that you gave us a share in your own divine life. Neither the sin of Adam nor even the sins of the whole world could alter your loving purpose. In the dawn of history, you gave us Abel as the example of holiness. Later from your beloved Hebrew people, you raised up men and women graced with every virtue. Foremost among them all stands Mary, the ever-virgin daughter of Zion. From her pure womb was born Jesus Christ, your eternal word, the Savior of the world. You sent him, Father, as our pattern of holiness. He became poor to make us rich, a slave to set us free. With love no words can tell, he redeemed the world by his paschal mystery and won from you the gifts of the Spirit to sanctify his church. The voice of the Spirit has drawn countless numbers of your children to follow in the footsteps of your Son. Among these you raised your servant Francis, who professed evangelical holiness, so that at the command of Christ crucified, he might in himself and his brothers repair the church, your dwelling, and renew it through holiness of life. Therefore, O Lord, Look upon these, our brothers, whom in your providence you have called to follow, the poor, humble Francis, the lover of the cross. Pour into them the fullness of the sevenfold spirit, so that what they have promised today with joy and gladness through your giving, they may, with divine assistance, observe faithfully to the end. May they be firmly established in true humility. May they be inflamed with love for Christ and a compassionate love for their brothers. May they prefer nothing to the commands of obedience. May they follow highest poverty, gird themselves with the virtue of patience, and not extinguish the spirit of prayer and holy devotion. May they build up the church by the holiness of their life, advance the salvation of the world, and stand as a sign of the blessings that are to come. Lord, Holy Father, protect and guide these servants of yours. At the judgment seat of your Son, be yourself their great reward. Give them the joy of vows fulfilled. Made perfect in your love, may they rejoice in the communion of your saints and praise you forever in their company. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
we profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Begotten, not made consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. By the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Do you have petitions? Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we have come here to celebrate these mysteries of our redemption and the solemn profession of two of our brothers. Let us therefore ask Almighty God and the whole world that we may be granted the grace to persevere. Let us pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for the bishops and the church throughout the world that she remain faithful to the gospel we pray to the Lord. For the leaders of our nation, state, and communities, we pray especially for our own country in this last month before the elections, for all those who would aspire to leadership, that they may uh, seek the dignity and value and the protection of human life, we, and marriage and religious liberty, we pray to the Lord. Lord Let us pray for all uh, the Knights of the Holy Eucharist and all those Franciscans throughout the world particularly today for Brother Julian and uh, Brother Maximilian, that they may persevere with God's grace and the promises that they have made, we pray to the Lord. Lord for all of the sick, uh, for all those suffering from the pandemic, and in particular for the president, Mr. Trump and his wife, that they may be granted health and peace, recuperation, for all the sick, that they may be consoled by their union with the suffering Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord For the works of the apostolate, that the message of the gospel may be shared generously and with joy to all the world, we pray to the Lord. Lord For those who have died, that they may share the fullness of life in Christ. For the consolation of their families and loved ones, we pray to the Lord. Loving Father, we come before you, the source of all life and love. Receive these prayers and grant them in your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we bring you these offerings, O Lord, we pray that we may be rightly disposed for the celebration of the mystery of the cross, which St. Francis so ardently embraced. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence by which you call human nature back to its original holiness and bring it to experience on this earth the gifts you promise in the new world to come. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so we may obtain an inheritance of your elect, especially the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, the blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Francis and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence, we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O oh Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church honor. With your servant, Francis our Pope, and James our Bishop, the other bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you've gained for your own. <coughs> In your compassion, merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children and scatter throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, 
graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Christ be beside me. Christ be before me, Christ be behind me, King of my heart. Christ be within me, Christ be below me. Christ be above me, never to part. Christ on my right hand, Christ on my left hand, Christ all around me shield in the strife. Christ in my sleeping, Christ in my sitting, Christ in my rising, light of my life. Christ be in all Christ be on all tongues, telling of me. 
Christ be the vision in eyes that see me, in ears that hear me, Christ ever be. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord, through these holy gifts which we have received, that imitating the charity and apostolic zeal of St. Francis, we may experience the effects of your love and spread them everywhere for the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Just first want to thank Bishop Finn for coming and doing this final profession and joining us for this mass on the Feast of St. Francis. Of course, thank Father Zachary for the wonderful retreat throughout the weekend and thank all of you for, for joining us. And of course, I do hope you can stay for our lunch and reception afterwards. Um, in my role as Episcopal Victor, I also want to grant a dispensation to all those who are obligated to pray the breviary. So anyone who's here in person, you are dispensed from the Liturgy of the Hours. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. May he let his face shine upon you and show you his mercy. Amen. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and all of us remain with us forever. Amen. So what peace the Mass is Thanks be to God. God.